Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the fifth down. I'm your host, Jose, with me tonight are Brad and Junie. What's up, guys? What's going on? Not much, you know. Time change. Looking forward to a new season. Yep, yep. The off season. We, yep. We might have we, we might have a chance to sign with the Packers, guys. I mean, they have no receivers right now. I know. I mean, I'd sign Brad, to a real team friendly deal. I mean, Brad, you could be the slot guy. Junie, you could you could be the the downfield receiver, and I'll be the short yardage one. And by short yardage, I mean no more than five yards. If they ask yeah, me to run I more mean, than five yards, I will not perform. I don't know how much cap space I have left, but I'd be willing to sign on for you know a uh, quarter of a million for sixteen games. If um, they can and if they can assure me a, of a lifetime supply of cheese curds, Wisconsin cheese curds, that's all I need. Yeah. But yeah, free agency is crazy, guys. I mean, I mean, you know, we thought today was going to be dominated by um, the start of March Madness, you know, and but no, it's dominated by the fact that Aaron Rodgers got such a team friendly deal that Devontae Adams had to be traded. He has been moved, guys. The guy that we thought, like, when you think of a receiver that will not get traded right now you would think Devontae Adams just because of how dominant he is. When you look at the, his performance, his targets, everything, he does the work of like two or three receivers. He is the guy that you overpay for. He is the guy that you can't really overpay for because of how great he is. And yet the Packers moved him. He is now a Las Vegas Raider for a first and a second which to me is a bargain. Like if they would have asked for two first rounders, I'm sure Las Vegas would have given them up too. But yeah, extremely surprising, especially when you consider yeah. like the, what, what Hopkins went for from Houston to Arizona. I mean, Michael Thomas could be on the chopping blocks. I mean, yes, he didn't play at all last season, but he's, here's another dude who was an elite wide receiver when he's healthy. Um, actually, while shocking that he got moved, it's sort of not shocking in today's climate with wide receivers. It's just, I am shocked that as an organization, you would let your second best player just walk away. Yeah, it, it it's, it's shocking to me, but at the same time, I'm not surprised because I think... I think a lot of people know who Aaron Rodgers is and what he's about. And, you know, I get it that, you know, you want to be paid and, and you want to be the highest paid quarterback in the league, but football is a sport where teams don't usually win with the highest paid quarterback in the league. And I think a lot of people, especially his teammates are seeing how selfish he is, you know, taking that bag. He took the bag over legacy. You know, I talked about it with you guys. Like, he'd rather be the highest paid quarterback and not win a Super Bowl than be a Tom Brady who takes less money and gives, you know, that money to his teammates and creates a, you know, a Super Bowl. So for me, I'm happy for Devontae Adams. He's playing with Derek Carr, who was his teammate at Fresno State. Um, we saw the impact that Jamar Chase made on the Bengals. In one season, I think Devontae Adams can make the same impact with the Raiders in that uh, competitive AFC West. 
Um, and I, you know, I, do I think Derek Carr is elite? No, he's not elite, but if you put the right tools around him and the right pieces around him, he can be a top 10 quarterback. And I think this is his chance. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing that's really shocking about this too, was how quickly green Bay got rid of him after franchising, after tagging him, it, it, there had to have been a lot of pressure on the GM and that front office from Devonta Adams. Well, I believe Devonta was going to hold out. He was not going to play in the franchise tag, which he shouldn't have. That's a slap in the face. But, you know, I I really like your point of, um, like, sometimes putting the right pieces makes a mediocre quarterback into top 10. Let's just think of Matt Ryan. When he led, when he was the MVP, led the Falcons to the Super Bowl. I mean, I think he's been exposed since. But at that point, we thought he was at the level of these other guys. No, it's because he had Julio Jones. You know, he he had the targets. He had Devonta Freeman. He 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 had talented players around him, and that's what helped them look elite. Let's look at Matt Stafford. I mean, like he he used to put up inflated numbers in Detroit, but it wasn't necessarily leading to victories. But he came to a good team with the Rams, and he led them to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't consider Stafford to be in the level of like uh, Aaron Rodgers or like a uh, Tom Brady, but you put him with the right pieces and he can be made to look that way. And, you know, I think that that's why Junie's excited about Carson Wentz going to the commanders because the, they have good pieces. They, they, they have pieces that can make Wentz perform at a higher level than what his ceiling might have been if he stayed in Indianapolis or what he had in Philadelphia. So, yeah, uh, you know, Derek Carr might not be Aaron Rodgers, but he's an accurate thrower, and he's going to get Devontae Adams the ball. And now Carr gets to have a guy that gets open a lot more, which he hasn't had since, you know, these last few years. So it's it's a great day if you're a Raiders fan. It's a sad day if you're a Packers fan. But hey, Aaron Rodgers got paid, so I guess that that's the most important thing in Green Bay, right? Yeah, no, no. I I, I think the the one thing that Derek Carr has over Aaron Rodgers is his leadership. I think he's a better leader than Aaron Rodgers, and I think he's the impact he's going to make on a guy like Devontae Adams. You know, yeah. I I, th- I think it's going to be huge because, let's face it, like there's a reason why green Bay has lost the last two years in, in, in the playoffs, you know, you know, they like to cruise it in the regular season. They'll win it. You know, they'll, they'll have a really good record and then they'll cruise it. And then all of a sudden when the playoffs come, you know, they fall short because I mean, let's face it. I think it's the leadership. I think Aaron Rodgers is, is he's very talented. He's probably the most talented quarterback that we've seen. But in terms of the leadership, in terms of the moxie, I don't think he has, you know, that top, top leadership. And I think Devontae is going to benefit off of it. Yeah, you know, sometimes you can be Brady and Jordan or sometimes you can be Aaron Rodgers and LeBron James. <laughs> fitting, you know, very fitting. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, interesting, I bring up Tom Brady because. You know, he was retired, and then Daylight Savings Time came, and he's not retired anymore. I think maybe he just got a good night's rest, you know, woke up Sunday and decided, like, you know what? 
I still want to throw that football around. Fuck my kids. They, they, they can be another year without me. Like, like, you know, he's back. I, I always kind of thought that there was a chance he was coming back. Um, he loves the sport too much. He, he made it this close to 45. I figured he would, he, it would be hard for him to stop. Um, but what do you guys think of his decision to, to return? Do you, do you think he'll be able to get the band together? The Bucks have been able to bring back some of the pieces, not everybody. We lost Marpet retired and Kappa um, left in free agency. So, you know, not the whole band is coming back, but do you guys think he can bring back at least the drummer and the, and the lead guitarist? Yeah, I, I definitely think they can. Um, he had his best season. Um, actually, he had a better season in 2021 than he did in 2020, which is crazy because, uh, uh, you know, both seasons were MVP seasons in my book. Um, I think he wants to push it until the wheels fall off, and I don't blame him. You know, they were very close to beating the Rams um, in the playoffs, and I, I think if, uh, you know, they put more pieces around, let's say maybe if they add a Julio Jones or, you know, um, another uh, defensive player, that can make that impact. I think they have a chance, especially in the NFC, because the NFC is a lot weaker now than, you know, than it was last year. I mean, they lose Russell Wilson, you know, they lose, uh, you know, guys who, you know, are, 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 are franchise quarterbacks. So, I mean, I think the Bucks have a good chance, especially in that um, division that they're in. It's pretty weak. So I think it was a great idea for him to come back. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think this year is going to be the true litmus test for him. Um, you know, statistically, he had a great season. I thought he was the MVP last season. Uh, and, you know, he got slighted in that. Um, and for Tom Brady, you know, it, I think we all knew that he wasn't done, especially after seeing how well he performed. And we all knew that there was a possibility of him coming back. I just didn't think it was going to be this soon. And, and also, you know, a lot of, there are a lot of Brady haters out there that just, just wanted to see him be done with it. And now they have to deal with another season, whether you're a fan of him or not. I mean, he is great for the sport. Um, and I think it'll be, you know, exciting to watch. Um, this could very well be his, uh, you know, his last season. Because I think this will truly be the litmus test. If he can't perform yeah. on the same level of last year or the year before, then I think he's going to hang it up. And really, who I feel sorry for the most is the fan that paid half a half a million <laughs> dollars for the alleged last <laughs> touchdown. Um, I'm wondering if he can return that. You know, he got a touchdown ball. You know, but what that's it. It dropped right to like 25k, 50k, something crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel sorry for that dude. Um, but you know, it, I it think is. Brady might give him, you know, a, a, a Bitcoin, Bitcoin or, or two. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's but... cool. He, Brady's not a dick like Aaron Rodgers. Like, he, he, he'll do something nice for him. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure it'll come to his attention that he cost, um, you know, a fan. And I'm, if that guy paid half a million, though. I'm sure his bank is not struggling for money. So, um, I'm sure that the fan will take it as a loss. But I'm sure if he if he was able to spend five hundred thousand dollars on a football, that must have just been like fun uh, Sunday afternoon money. 
I'm guessing he didn't take out a second mortgage on his home to get a football. I would hope so, at least. Yeah. But yeah, I was over the moon excited. Um, you know, I love the Bucks are my team. I I was you know I was content with the fact content with the fact that he he gave us two years, and I knew that we'd be more of a 500 team next season. I didn't really expect I expected us to maybe compete for a wild card spot, but not really. Well, that would be possibly enough to win the South, but I didn't really expect us to do much more than be in the wild card game. But with him coming back now, of course, I have, you know, Super Bowl expectations again. I just, you know, I hope that he doesn't finally meet that cliff that um, that uh, Kellerman, uh, Matt, that Max Kellerman brought up like eight years ago, um, you know, but it happened to Manning. It happened to Brett Favre, you know, Father Time catches up. And I know Brady seems immortal, but there's that fear that, you know, like, like there might finally come the game where he just comes in and his arm just gives out. Well, let's be honest. Tom Brady is not the most gifted thrower in the league. That's he doesn't true. have the strongest arm. So, I mean, really what you're paying for is what's, what is between his ears. So long as his brain's still there and, and he understands how to put his pieces in a position to win. I think that, you know, a double digit win season is well within realms. It's you know, I think his arm strength and how well and how, and how good he is physically is ultimately just going to determine his TD count. You know, does he barely get the twenty? Or are we talking about forty? Yeah, that's true. So I have to wait and see. Hey, at least they didn't end up with Teddy Shitwater, you know. So, so I'm just happy that they didn't end up with him. But but they could have got Mister Thirty Thirty back. Could have been a second homecoming for that is Mr. true. 30 30. So he is still out there. Who knows where, where you know where he'll end up next season? He he performed well for the Saints, so we'll have to wait and see. Yep. But looking looking at the current uh, free agency signings, guys, um, who has been a free agent signing that you guys really liked? That you guys were like, wow, like they got him at a discount, or like this was just the right move for this team. Yeah. I mean, I'll start it off here. I, I, my, I think the best signing thus far has been JC Jackson to the Los Angeles chargers. Um, I think that they have a legit number one corner who can stick with elite wide receivers and man coverage. And now after Devonte Adams going to the Raiders, it is more important than ever to have, you know, to have an elite cornerback there to match up with the likes of a Tyreek Hill, uh, Devontae Adams. And, you know, we still don't know what Denver's doing, but they are loaded back there. Jerry Judy, you know, um, uh, Tim Patrick, um, the man with two first names. Um, To me, that was the best signing um, just because it really addressed their division and it Los Angeles indicated that, hey, we want to win this division. And to do that, we got to stop these wide receivers. I definitely like the JC Jackson signing. I think it was it was up there for me. But my top signing has to be Chandler Jones. Um, same division, AFC West, different team, the Raiders. Um, matching him with uh, Max Crosby 
in that division with those quarterbacks. You need pass rushers. You need guys who can get to the quarterback. And in 2019, Chandler Jones had 19 sacks. He's that guy. He's he he has that talent to, you know, to be a game changer and to take over games. Um, and pairing him with Max Crosby, a, a up and coming guy who has a lot of potential um, and showed a lot of flashes last year. I think they're going to be a great uh, one-two combo. Uh, so for me, it's going to be Chandler Jones. I think he still has a lot left in the tank. And um, I think the Raiders are going to be that team in the AFC West that nobody, nobody wants to play because, you know, now that they have Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones, I mean, their team's coming together. Yeah. I, I was thinking the Chandler Jones signing, but also, you know, I like the um, Christian Kirk to the the Jaguars. They've they've struggled to have a legitimate receiver on their on their team that can um, that can get open. Like, and it gives a weapon. It gives um, Lawrence a, another weapon. You know, Trevor Lawrence. He needed that guy. Marvin Jones had his moments. DJ Chark left to Detroit, but even before he left, you know, he couldn't stay healthy. Um, and some of those other pieces that they had there, you know, they just, they're not reliable ones. So I think Christian Kirk, while he's not your prototypical one, and maybe he got overpaid a little bit, he is a really good receiver. I feel like whenever Kyler Murray needed to be taken out of trouble, Kirk was the guy he found. Kirk just knew how to get open. He's fast. He's, um, I feel like he's very, um, dynamic. So I think that he'll really help Trevor Lawrence improve statistically this upcoming season. And who knows, maybe he breaks out into becoming a number one star. But now when we think signings that we have hated, that uh, we just like their head scratchers, um, who, wh which one is one that pops out to you, Jenny? Um, honestly, looking at this list, the guy who got – you know, one of the most expensive contracts is, uh, is, uh, Von Miller. Uh, the production hasn't been there the last three years. Um, five sacks, four and a half, eight sacks. Uh, the guy is not in his prime anymore. And I feel like what Buffalo gave him six years, 120, 20 million. I don't, I, I don't feel like he's worth it. He did help LA win the championship. Uh, but he wasn't that guy, you know, when Denver won their, uh, uh, championship with Peyton, that same guy that pretty much won them the Super Bowl. He's 32 years old. I just don't see much juice left in him, especially, uh, you know, being that uh, he's older and, you know, he, he's not making the same impact on the game right now. So Von Miller for me. Yeah, for me, um, I echo the sentiments of Jose Lopez and that Christian Kirk, was not a good signing. That was a bad signing to me. $18 million a year for a complimentary wide receiver is just outrageous to me. I get it. The dude is good. He shows potential. But that that's way too much to pay. I would have much rather paid, you know, DJ Shark and kept him there. Um, I didn't see much from Christian Kirk when he was with Arizona, even when he, you know, he wasn't the primary and with the money that they're paying him. I mean, you 18 million a year, we're talking Tyree kill money. And I don't think he's, he's that type of wide receiver and warrants that kind of paycheck. I get it that they have the money and that they want to make a splash. And I mean, I think they've had Jacksonville has had some really 
you know, shaky signings this off season. Um, I mean, Zay Jones is another one that I really question. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's the one that to me is a total head scratcher. I thought that they could have gotten away with paying him much less. The head scratcher for me was Randy Gregory with uh, Denver. Five years and 70 million. Like, I mean, he's got the talent, but he's been in trouble in the past. And I just, I feel like for all the hype that he would get in Dallas, like, I don't think he's had over seven sacks in any season. So, like, I mean, if you're paying a guy that much money, it's because you're expecting him to really be that edge rusher that you need. And they're, if they're trying to replace the, the production they used to get from Von Miller, you know, I don't think they're going to get it from him, but he's getting paid like he is. So I, I was a little surprised by the kind of money they threw at Randy Gregory. I didn't think he would get that much in free agency. I thought that ultimately Dallas would overpay for him because they value him that much. But yeah, that, that, that signing definitely was a little surprising. Do you guys, is there anybody left out in the open market that you guys look at and you guys go like, this guy has got to get signed like tomorrow. Like what's going on here? We'll start with you, Jeannie. Yeah, there's a handful of guys, Bobby Wagner. Um, he was released by Seattle, only 31 years old, probably one of the best linebackers in the last five years. Uh, Tyro Matthew, uh, safety, 29 years old. Uh, still, uh, you know, a playmaker, still, still a ball hawk. Um, on the offensive side, we're looking at Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, not a number one, but a number two receiver. Who's actually really good. Uh, Cordell Patterson, uh, you know, that running back slash wide receiver combo. Had a big season with Atlanta. I'm surprised Atlanta didn't lock him down because he, he made a big impact, you know, on the team and um, that position uh, of uh, running back wide receiver. Uh, those guys really stick out to me when it comes to the free agents that are left. And, um, you know, let's face it, Jameis Winston's are still out there, you know, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. I mean, that's pretty hard to match. So, yeah, I mean, that 30, 30, that is pretty amazing. Uh, you know, all things considering, but um, uh, great fantasy player, um, horrible football player, but um you know, that's all that matters, Brad, is fantasy. It, it doesn't matter about regular. <laughs> that, that's all that matters to me with James Winston. I want him on my fantasy football team, not on my real-life football team. <laughs> that, that's all that matters. But, yeah, I mean, if if you're looking at the free agency market right now, I think that there are a lot of good names still out there. You you alluded to, you know, Bobby Wagner. I, I thought that Seattle did him dirty. Um, you know, I think if you can pick him up, um, he, especially at the linebacker position, I think you can plug him in and your defense is that much better. Jadavian uh, Clowney, uh, Stephen Gilmore, I believe is still available. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were talking about Gilmore as being the best corner in the league two or three years ago and an MVP caliber candidate. Um, I mean, the, the list goes on, but if, if I had to, you know, pick one out there that I think is, uh, that, that, that needs to be signed. Um, and I, I'm probably looking at Eric Fisher. Um, I mean, just taking a look at, you know, starting tackles in this league and just to get depth on your offensive line is huge. And, and if you're, if, if you're a team that's trying to protect a young quarterback and if, you know, you need help on the O line, 
I think this dude needs to be signed immediately. Um, or if you're a Super Bowl contender and, you know, you lost some pieces to free agency, you, you should really take a look at a dude like Eric Fisher, um, you know. I, I think he's good, especially in with how limited the options there are for the offensive line. You know, I just wonder how much money Taron Armstead is asking for. He's the top-ranked um, free agent, and he's still unsigned. I'm like, what kind yeah. of money is he looking at? Like, I mean, you'd think that the top free agent and um, available—if the top free agent is still available—teams would be, you know, throwing money at them. But I haven't really heard anything about Taron Armstead. He's been really good with New Orleans, but. We know they can't bring him back because they are very financially strapped. Um, that's why, like you mentioned, Brad, they might even have to move um, Michael Thomas. Um, they, you know, so, yeah, that that one's surprising. You still got Patrick Peterson out there. You, you still have Akeem Nitt Hicks, like um, Calais Campbell. You have some good veterans available still out there. Um, Rashad Penny. Yeah, Rashad awesome. Penny, yeah. Tyron Sammy Walk Sam Sammy uh-huh. Watkins, you know, he's always available for six of the 16 games, you know. <laughs> like so those six games you got him, he will make some good plays for you before yeah. he injures that hamstring. <laughs> like we all know he's gonna injure the hamstring, like it happens every season. Yeah, it does. It does. <clears throat> uh, Marcus Marietta's still out there. Yeah, and, and I think with the remaining free agents, I think they're just testing the waters, seeing what they can get out there. I'm sure that they're fielding offers that we're just not hearing about. Yeah. We have to remember that a lot of these teams are also taking a look at the draft. And, you know, if it's not a price tag that they're willing to pay, they're evaluating younger talent. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there are teams out there that should be making a splash. Um, you know, Jacksonville is definitely one of those teams that should be making a splash. They've had plenty of first round picks. Um, you know, it's just I'm really questioning the the who they're spending it on because they're one of those teams that, you know, could have landed uh, a Terran Armstead, and that would have been that would uh, to me that would have done wonders for uh for you know Trevor Lawrence down there. Um, yeah. But you know, it is what it is. That I mean, it's a new regime. Um, we'll see what develops out there. Yeah. Um. Just FYI, guys, the Packers are trying to re-sign MVS, so I think that's a big move for them, right? Absolutely. You know, he he's a, he's another one of those guys that, you know, you always hear about, like, the potential, but, like, at the end of the day, who's the one getting all the catches? Devontae. Yeah, I mean, you have to sign MVS now. From The one thing, you know, just circling back to Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers is not that friendly with wide receivers. I mean – Let's be honest, he doesn't like developing them. He doesn't like drop balls. And, you know, if you don't have that chemistry with him, you're in his doghouse and he's not going to throw it to you. And there's a reason why Devontae Adams need to be paid because very few wide receivers are, you know, in that category that Aaron Rodgers trusts. Um, so Green Bay has to sign MVS. Um, and if you're MVS, I'd be looking to, you know, squeeze as much lemon juice from that lemon as I can. Absolutely. Here's my question to you guys. So now they have two first rounders. Will they use one on an offensive player? Uh, no, I believe they're going to draft another quarterback. Ah. 
Yeah. The, well, you know, the, you, you already the, got the you got you got the white dude, you got the black dude, the black black Mormon dude. Okay, like that's just <laughs> your typical black dude. He's Mormon from Utah. Like so, like you know, so maybe this time, maybe you know, is there a Hawaiian out there? <laughs> or, or like a, or like a latino quarterback you know that way you cover all your you'll be the most diverse team in the in the in the league yeah i mean i don't know who they would sign but they have a lot of holes that they need to fill i mean yeah, i don't think you need a team friendly that. contract I yeah mean, just I ask Darius smith he had to be cut too yeah i mean i don't know who junie thinks they should sign but there, there's definitely a lot of positions yeah, they they have a lot of holes, and one thing I know for sure is they're not better than they were last year. So it's tough. You know, they they knew that Devonte had to get paid. They knew Aaron Rodgers had to get paid. You know, Aaron Rodgers wanted more money, and that's what happens. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you have this you have this quarterback, this diva who you know wanted to be the highest paid quarterback. He got his wish, and then he lost his best playmaker out of it. Sometimes that's what happens in life, you know. Maybe if he would have taken a little less cheese, he would have gotten to keep his uh his his best friend. Well, supposed mm-hmm. best friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You guys got anything else on your mind tonight? Anything else you'd like to share? Talk about Kentucky losing to the Okay the is okay. So you guys gotta you guys gotta I need to get caught up on my uh, college basketball. How good is Holmgren on Gonzaga? Is this guy? I think he's like the top ranked player right now. I haven't seen much of him, but what I have seen, he's a pretty athletic, uh, long uh, uh, forward. Um, Brad usually Chet, has a lot more. Chet Holmgren. The... Yeah, there. He had some crazy stat line uh, today. I think he went. Um, what did he do? He did, um, yeah. He's an all-around player that I've. That I know that. Let's see, tournament three eight. He did. Let's see. I can't even pull up the stats. I mean, Gonzaga is one of those te- those teams of late that have been able to. They've been able to recruit the best players in the nation and develop them. I mean. Just taking a look at Chet Holmgren, no, you know, this dude's seven foot, uh, which seems to be the way the league is is going. You know, for a while we were all talking stretch fours, stretch fives, um, you know, really tall, lanky. Um, I, I think this is just the way that the league is going. Um, Chet Holmgren, uh, best player in the league. I, I, I think he is. Um, you know, I don't know how well you would compare to previous years, but in this year's draft, I can, I can definitely see him having an impact, especially, you know, when you take a look at, um, Evan Mobley and what he's doing in for Cleveland. Um, I don't think he's as good defensively. I think Chet is a little bit better offensively. Um, but you know, we're really going to evaluate him based off of, what he's able to do in March Madness. Yeah. So yeah. far, you know, they made it out. First round. Yeah. Georgia State gave him a, a fight. Um, yeah, he had 19 points, 17 rebounds, and five assists today. So 
he's a well-rounded player. Um, like I said, he's lanky. Um, but a lot of times, it, like, it's kind of hard, especially if they're like a one and done, to really get a feel for them until they actually start playing at the NBA level. Then you really get a feel for how they're going to do up against the, the NBA talent. Um, but, yeah, it's been a crazy first day, a lot of upsets. Um, Kentucky lost to the the Apostles of um, St. Peter's. Yeah, that's not their nickname, but like I just figured they're the apostles because they're St. Peter's. <laughs> um, and um, Richmond took down Iowa. New Mexico took down UConn. Like crazy first day, but you know that's why they call it March Madness. You know, um, we'll see what what happens with the rest of the tournament. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and Kentucky had, I mean, looking at their bracket, I mean, they were set up to do some real damage. Um, I don't know what happened if they just caught, just got caught looking ahead in the tournament. But, you know, they, I think they busted everyone's brackets. Honestly, I'd oh, be yeah. surprised if, yeah. if anyone has a a bracket that's still in, in place. Well, no, well, yeah. you know, who, whoever picks St. St. Peter's, they must be very blessed now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know much on St. Peter's, but you know, kudos to them, especially for sticking it to, you know, one of the blue bloods in in men's college basketball, Kentucky. I mean, the the talent that they've had over the years is is just crazy. And I mean, outside of today, I'd never heard of St. Peter's. You know, me neither. I mean, you know, hey, but the Saints are doing good. St. Peter's won and St. Mary's won, but yeah. San Francisco lost. So mm, well, not, let's not, not forget it's it's also St. Patrick's Day. So, oh, you yeah. know, yes. I mean, it could just be, you know, a Catholic thing, you know, luck of the Irish. I don't know if Peter's Irish. Uh, I didn't see any green in their uniforms, but hey, lucky day to be a saint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Marquette got drunk before the game because they 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 were not. The normal stuff today. Oh yeah, that, that that was a tough draw. UNC. That's not. Yeah, one that's you... bullshit, man. It's like you might as well tell Marquette, like, thanks for showing up. Yeah, I mean, there the 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 tournament is getting a whole lot harder to predict. I mean, ten years ago it was a whole lot easier. Um, like North Carolina being upset. an eight seed was bullshit, uh, Brad. Yeah, I, I think it was. As soon as I saw that, I was like, come on, guys. Like, really? Like, I yeah. was like, please let us be a 10. Please let us be a 10. And then when I saw us being nine, I was like, fuck. Yeah, um, you know, it it happens. And well, hopefully the games from here on out, you know, are just as interesting. I know tomorrow's uh, slate of games should be good. I am really looking forward to another tough matchup Uh the Trojans against the Hurricanes, um, seven ten. I think that one could easily go to Miami, but I'm pulling for the Trojans in that one. Yeah. Hopefully, you know the Trojans do their job, and nothing leaks through. Yeah, and I mean it's a nice lull. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> That was a good one. That was a, that, that, that was a good one. But that was you know, a really good one. March Madness is a nice lull in the season because we're not watching baseball. We don't really care about baseball. I don't know who signed where. And, you know, it's a nice lull before 
the draft. And mm-hmm. after this, I mean, yeah, I'll watch the NBA. I'm glad, you know, I'm sure you two are glad we didn't talk about the Lakers and Pat Bev. Um, but a- after this, <laughs> um, I love that. I love Pat Bev. Oh, he's funny now. I like him now. He's in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. You know, Minnesota's cool. I'm okay yeah. with him. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. He bitch slapped. He bitch slapped the Lakers. Went into their own locker room and told them like they were gonna have a long night, and not one player had the balls to get up and be like, "What are you doing in a locker room?" On the contrary, they proved them right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're watching that team implode. You know, it's yeah. sort of like I mean, it's... Russ. Did you guys see Russ shoot that three that we're still waiting to land? Yeah. I mean, honestly, watching their season is like watching a plane blow up and crash land to earth in slow motion. That's what yeah. it's been like. It's horrible to watch, but you can't LeBron help James, but watch. And, and, the, and then LeBron James, he's like that. He's like that, that guy that like um, is watching like the highlight videos from like 10 years ago and being like trying to remember the good times. And like, if you're LeBron, it's too late to get angry now. You needed to be getting this angry before February, before the yeah. All-Star break. It's too, it's, too, it's too late in my book. But, you know. These guys got too comfortable with losing now. I feel the one that I do feel bad for is Frank Vogel. Because I feel like he is a victim here. He's a great coach. And I feel like that team just turned on him because they just hate LeBron so much. Because they look at LeBron and they look yeah. at uh, uh, at Anthony Davis and they just do not see leadership from them. You know? Yeah. And, I agree. And so they don't respect him. They don't respect LeBron as a leader. They see him and they go like, no, fuck you, dude. Like, why are we going to play hard for you? Like, yeah. And, and I mean, that could be its own separate podcast. Yeah. Exactly. See, you, you sent us on a rabbit hole, Brian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But all right, you guys. That's our show for tonight. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope hope your um, Trojans do well tomorrow, Brad. You know, Marquette probably uh, is hoping that UNC used Trojans tonight with them. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hope you guys have a good one. It's the fifth down, guys. Take it easy. All right, peace, Scott. All. Oh yes, hey yo. <laughs>